everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Infinite Snap Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Shadow DTV, as I am known in the online space. But uh, real name, Richie, of course. And we've got my co-host here today, Tom. How you doing, Tom? Good. Yourself? Good, good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Been, uh, uh, say the, we say the same thing every week. Been playing some Marvel Snap this week. Uh, not as much as usual. Um, like I thought it'd be super hype for the new season uh, with Nick Fury and like 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 missions and stuff, but I don't know. It's I kind of haven't been super hyped. I have been doing like daily missions and stuff, so I'm still progressing tons. Um, I think it's just like a bit of a lull now that we've got some uh, some big news about some uh, things changing in Marvel Snap soon. I've kind of just in a bit of a lull, but I can feel that hype's like gonna start building up uh, towards the uh, some some big news that we're gonna talk about. Uh, guys, yep. podcast is live on Twitch. Uh, we're trying to do it around 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time because, of course, we're from Australia, if you didn't guess by the accents already. Uh, so we've been doing that live now, so you can join us live for the podcast. Um, of course, you'll be able to listen to it on YouTube and podcasting platforms uh, the day after that, after the stream. Um, so, yeah, that's the time we're trying to do it. Uh, we've got a pre-show where we chat a little bit before the show and then after the show, a post-show where we chat. So you can only hear that stuff live on Twitch. But uh, other than that, you can uh, hear the... Uh, Fantastic podcast, Infinite Snap. All right, so some good topics today. Uh, some great topics today, actually. We're going to talk about Nick Fury. We've had like a whole week with Nick Fury now, the card. So we'll be able to discuss our thoughts on that. There was a huge Marvel Snap announcement this week. I feel like if you're part of the Marvel Snap community, you already know what it is. But we're going to get into that later. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite art in uh, Marvel Snap. We've we've briefly spoken about our favorite variant, but we haven't really like discussed the art in general. So we're definitely going to talk about some variants and things like that. And uh, of course, we're gonna talk about we're gonna play everyone's favorite game, Snap Who. Uh, Tom and I are currently tied on five points each. Uh, we will explain the rules of the game uh, later in the show, and we'll be playing that. And you guys can play uh, at home as well, guys. Uh, if you want, if you listen to the podcast, uh, feel free to leave a review. Uh, Apple Podcasts lets you leave like a written review and a, like a star rating. Spotify only let you do like a star rating. You can't actually write a written review. Um, but please do that as well if you're on Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts actually doesn't let you leave reviews at the moment. Um, I'm hopefully they add something like that. It's just cool to like. It's not even for like ranking or anything. I'm pretty sure like it's just good for feedback. Like we just want to know that we're doing a good job. But on that note, uh, if you do give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it live on the stream. Uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an incentive to uh, give us a decent review. But of course, if you don't agree, you can give us a lower review. We're not gonna we're not gonna yell at you. We're not gonna shame you on the podcast or anything. We want to know, like, you know, how we can improve, of course, and things like that. Um, cool. Uh, let's let's roll the intro and we'll get into it. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, do you get much time to play Marvel this week, Tom? Um, not really. Been busy. I've gone back to work. Uh, on site now, so uh, the, just been not enough time to in the day to the days, smash out the Marvel snap. The days of working from home have ended. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, even just you know busy weekends and that it's just hard to find time to play. I don't know. I know like the games are quick, but sometimes I feel like I more prefer having longer like playing consistently a few games in a row. Yeah, so it's hard. Like it's hard for me just to pick it up and then drop it off, like play one game and then stop. So I feel either I, just, I end up just not playing at all. So yeah, unfortunately not as much. And like you said in the in the intro, I feel like it's um 
Yeah, just a bit of a lull. Like, there's no real incentive to play. The excitement for the new season isn't where I thought it'd be. It feels weird, doesn't it? Because I, I like, I was so like the first season pass we got in Australia was, um, like new season pass for us was Daredevil Heroes for Hire, and I was so excited. I remember that day, like as soon as it hit one o'clock, one p.m. in uh, in Australia, I'm like straight on by the season pass. Got the card, started playing with it. I was so excited. Then we got Nick Fury, and I was really hyped. And then I saw what the theme was, and I went, okay, yeah, like, it's fine. Um, and then we got Nick Fury, and then I played it a bit, and I was like, I don't really know how this card, like, fits into a deck. Um, so, yeah, I feel like the hype is, like, not as... I don't know. I don't feel as hyped as last uh, season pass. Not to say that I'm not enjoying the game or anything. I'm still playing, doing my daily missions and everything. So, still having fun with the game. Yeah, it just feels like there is a bit of a low. I'm, I'm, I find I f- it interesting you agree. I feel like there's not enough. Content? Yeah, it's just the new card and then uh, play it, do the daily missions and do the season pass missions. Yeah. And then there's nothing really. And then you get, okay, you get some credits, you unlock some, uh, you level up some cards, maybe unlock some new cards, but then it's just, I don't know, some, especially when you get to the high collection levels that when those rewards aren't guaranteed and there's more stuff that you don't really want, yeah. there's just less incentive because every time you get a bad card or you end up, you grind for an hour, get finally get a cache and then oh, it's a booster and you're just like, <laughs> well, now I just don't want to play again for the next week because it's just frustrating. So yeah, I, think- I don't know what's... Needs to be, yeah. I think just there needs to be more. I think. I think like I, I always looked at it as a mobile game, and then as time's gone on, I'm like, nah, this could really be like I could, I, I would like, I will probably, pl- I will definitely, actually, I would definitely play this on my computer when it releases on Steam, um, because it's like just it's 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 easy to play these sort of games on PC like Hearthstone things like that, but it's also very suited to mobile that I can play it on my phone. Uh, but like now thinking about it and thinking about the economy and everything, it really does feel like a mobile game. With the like yep. the the way you get credits, you got to do your daily missions. Like when I do Hearthstone daily missions, like best thing to compare it to, I don't feel like I'm doing daily missions. I just play the game and in turn complete the missions. Whereas I feel like yep. I look at these missions sometimes and go, "Oh, I need to win a location with only one card." Oh, I will like actively try and do that, even if like yep. even if I might lose that match. I'll yeah. if I've got. I know I'm going to win that location. I'll just play it to the end. I won't snap <laughs> and just try and win, uh, like get it. Yeah. So it just yeah. feels like a, it's not like, a, like I don't want to say it's a grind, but I guess it's really the only way other than spending money to unlock stuff. Yeah. Which I you get, can't just play naturally to unlock stuff. You have to play the way they want you to play based yes, on these missions. Sometimes like if it's like I play, I'm currently playing a deck with no four cost cards. So when a mission comes up with that, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I need to change decks now. Bring out the Dino deck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or like, yeah, a deck with like one to five, like has all the cost cards. Yeah. Um, and it has ways to win those. Like, yeah, do those missions. Yeah, um, I've done that where I've had a three cost card. You normally Cosmo in my deck, where I won't even need to play him, and I'm like, well, if I play him, I'll just get the get the, the challenge done. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's just like, uh, I'm still enjoying the game. That's the thing. Every time I unlock a really cool card, I'm all of a sudden like junking the game again. So I think, yeah, there's a, ch- there's a discussion to be had about the, like the, the unlocking cards. And we've been talking about that since the game came out. Everyone's been talking, discussing that since the game came out. I think once the game is fully released, then we'll have a bit more of an idea. Um, but yeah, cool. Let's get into, uh, Nick Fury. We've had a week with Nick Fury now. 
Uh, let's uh, let's bring let's bring him up on the screen for you guys if you're watching the video. Uh, so yeah, Nick Fury, um, five cost card, seven power, which is quite like it's a high power to be honest for a five cost, which we discussed last week. Uh, on reveal, add three random six cost cards to your hand. So when we got this card, I was trying to fit it in decks, and nothing really seemed to stick as like competitive. What was your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I found that it was a hard place to fit it. It was a very, um, yeah, just a kind of unique, like it just was sort of on its own. It wasn't, didn't really like obviously fit going like in discard or, um, you know, like that type of just, you know, exactly where this would fit. Yeah. But I feel like it can have some value in hand size decks, you know, especially with the collector. Yep. Um, and I think you mentioned a discard as well, but I think we spoke about it in the pre-show about how you need certain um, certain cards of discard of a discard deck to actually make it work. Yeah, so it's like um, I think yeah we spoke like the collector is a good I guess it's like a it gives collector plus three straight away, um, which is fine like it, it works, um, and it's like a seven cost card and you get some random cards in hand that might be useful for your situation. Yeah, I think the only like main deck I can see it being used in is like a discard like deck with Hella, which was um so you because I was I was just trying to figure out how that actually works and then you actually like explained it to me. So it's um yeah you explain it because I'm gonna butcher it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so with um so you obviously you want to discard with Hella decks you want to discard throughout the game until you so you can play Hella turn six. Yeah. Um, but with Nick Fury, if you're playing him turn five, then chances are you've already discarded most of your cards, but you play Invisible Woman, which doesn't That's review right. your cards until the end of the game. So you can play Invisible Woman, play all your discards, play Nick Fury turn five, and then turn six comes. Um, yes, got it. Got everything it. gets discarded. Yeah, that and makes sense. So the cards that Nick Fury spawns in your hand get discarded, which are all six cost cards, or chances are they'll get discarded. Yeah, so they could but, be, yep also can lead to some bad cards getting put on your build. Well, I guess that's right. It just becomes like, it, they're strong cards. Don't get me wrong. You're playing strong cards with Hella, but it's also just full RNG as well. Yeah. Like, that's it's strong RNG. Like, like most of the time, it's probably going to turn out good, but there's going to be yeah. times where it just turns out terrible. And you just, I think, um, actually, our friend had that, and now, like, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, he had that situation where he's, he's dis, turn six, he discarded Ultron, um, and then Hella pulled out Ultron, and then Ultron filled up all the other locations so it couldn't bring back any other cards, and he just lost because there was just one ones at all the locations. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, you can get pretty bad RNG with that Another deck. example can be uh, Destroyer just wiping your whole board. <laughs> of course, imagine if that. Not, if you're not prepared for oh, that. Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, just destroy it. So, so I guess, yeah, it is RNG in the end, um, but I guess it could be... I think with new cards, Nick Fury could become like really good. The ability is really cool. If there was better ways to discount him, play him earlier, or like him earlier and the six costs earlier, I think there's something there. Um, but it is like I think I feel like it's just a gimmicky card. You're just playing yep. it for fun right now. I can't see anyone like trying to be super competitive with it, which I mean is fine. I don't think every like season pass card has to be broken or anything, because um, then I guess the game becomes like sort of pay to win. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's just like, I think the consensus we had last week when it was first released 
is the consensus that we still have yeah, now. Nothing's nothing's really changed. I don't mm, think. I don't. Nothing's... Is this the first time we've actually got something right? Uh, yeah. No. Like I've just even on Twitter on the on Twitter and like Reddit and stuff. I've just seen people like, "Hey, I've got this cool Nick Fury cut deck. It works, but it's like there's better decks." Is the yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Like you can fit it in, but you're not. There's just, yeah, there's just better things to just play. Put a better, so yeah, not... Just put a better five-cost card in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. literally. Um, or the six-cost card that it would give you, just play the six-cost card you actually want. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, yeah, so general consensus, straight here. You've heard it here first. Or you probably heard it everywhere. Infinite Snap Podcast, Nick Fury, average card. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, Tom, you, I believe last week you said you were playing like a Destroyer deck. Have you been playing that yeah. still? Still been playing it. I've... um. Haven't like I said, I haven't been playing much. So just yeah, same, literally the same deck I've been playing as last week. I haven't changed anything. Yeah, I have unlocked some interesting cards in the last week or so. I've unlocked Leader, which I want to try and build a deck around because oh, I think cool. that's a pretty cool card. That's a very cool. I've card. unlocked. Uh, um, I unlocked actually just bought Goose, which I think can work in some decks, but I don't think I really have the cards for that. Yeah, but I've also thought about. I think I unlocked Kingpin the other day Ooh, as well. Cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking I saw a deck on Reddit, I think it was. Yeah. I didn't um oh not a deck, sorry, just like a, a screenshot of a game where someone had yeah. Juggernaut and Kingpin and just like to utilize that turn six, play Juggernaut and move him to to where Kingpin is. So That's I think that'll cool. be something I want to try and make. Because like Juggernaut was my first six uh not six cost, um first uh pull three card. So Juggernaut think, was your first pull three card. Yeah. Oh, cool. So and I, he was on uh, the Snap Who from last week, which you uh, guessed correctly. Uh, no, no, um, it wasn't. Was it? Was it Juggernaut? I'm pretty sure it was Juggernaut. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. Did I guess it? Yeah, yeah no, you got it right. 100. percent That's impressive. Oh yeah, that's right. I was using him in a deck. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't. That didn't work out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I think I might try and experiment a bit. Um. Because destroyers, while it's fun and competitive, I just. It's just the same thing over and over again. You just open yeah. for the, and I feel like that's kind of the issue because the decks are so small. It just it's there's really only one way to win. Yeah, most yeah, of the yeah. Time. yeah. And then you you literally like I know for destroy I try and hopefully draw, um, you know, armor, warpath. Yeah, you need them destroyer, and you've kind of pretty much set. You're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I I think I think um, I think like yeah, like you said, destroyer. You need. Like, if you don't do- draw Destroyer, the deck still works, but it's fairly weak. Whereas when you get Destroyer and get that big play, like, you pretty much just win, yeah? Um, yeah, it's almost, yeah. It's pretty hard to lose if you get some, like, armor and most of the Warpath, because Warpath's a pretty strong card Yeah. in this deck. I think I think it's like, um, I think you kind of, um, with I feel like with any deck, if you hit all the cards in the right order, you just, like, generally win. Yeah. Like, unless both decks hit their combos, yeah. they both hit them, and then it's, like, a really good match. I feel like if one deck hits the combo, one doesn't, it's just, like, just, well, yeah. yeah, you just lose. Um, So, uh, yeah, I've been playing, so it's, I, I've been playing Discard. I just keep playing Discard, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> so, I, I unlocked a really cool card today, and uh, I unlocked Cerebro, and it's, I'm, I got really excited. I'm, like, thinking... What does that do? Yeah, so Cerebro is, um, I'm trying to think, it's, uh, so for each card... Each card, uh, sorry, when you play it, it's, I believe it's a three-cost card. When you play it, it uh, gives plus two to all card, your highest-cost card. So the strategy is that all the cards you play are the exact same cost, so it gives plus two to all of them. So, okay. So, oh, yeah. So basically, you 
So right, my idea that I had was was um, I've seen a lot of people playing it with six cost cards, but I thought I'd try play it with three cost cards and try and flood the board. So um, you play like se- Sentinel, uh, playing things like um, Baron, uh, playing so like pretty much just three cost cards: uh, Wolverine, Swarm, um, and I'm playing Blade. He's the like one cost, three power, and he can sometimes discard the Swarm or the Wolverine. Uh, so it's like a bit of a hybrid deck. But you essentially play all your three costs, then you play Cerebro. He's a zero power, but he gives the highest cost card plus three. So all of the plus two. So all of those three costs go to five. Yeah. But then if you play Mystique after the Cerebro, that's to seven. They all go to seven. And then turn six, you play Blue Marvel to give them the plus one. So they all essentially become eight eight power cards. Okay. Your whole your whole board, except the Cerebro and the Mystique. So you can uh, Does it work? So like, is it consistent? Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. As we were just talking about <laughs> combos, uh, the deck works when it works, but if you yeah. don't draw Cerebro, you're pretty much got a bunch of three power cards yeah. and you're going to get them to four with Blue Marvel and it's terrible. So when it works, it works. When it doesn't, yeah. it's like I just retreat. Yeah. And so I played today, I played five games in a row with this deck and I either lost or had to retreat every single one. Yeah, because I just didn't get Cerebro, or I got like turn six, I draw Cerebro, but now I can't play Blue Marvel, so it just became that sort of game. And I, I versed the same guy three times in a row, and his deck was just pretty much a straight counter. He would play like um, a Scorpion, and so all the cards in my hand went to two cost, a uh, two power. So now the synergy doesn't work anymore. So it it's a, it is a very interesting deck, but it was um super inconsistent. So I played five yeah. games with that deck lost all of them or had to retreat. Then I played three games with my discard swarm and I ate cubes every single, I ate cubed all three games or they retreated before like yep. turn six because it was just straight up like, that's, that's it. You, 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 they see the apocalypse, 20 power apocalypse, give me the free cubes. Um, yep. And I think that the difference was, it was just consistency. The discard swarm deck, I just discard, even when I'm not discarding swarm, um, like every game, like it's just the, you're playing big guys, like six power swordmaster, four power two cost. Like they're all like like strong cards, yeah. and then you like finish it off with like a crazy play. Wong, Mystique, do some crazy stuff. Yeah, Gambit just wipe their board. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it's yeah. I was having fun. I got really excited, and now I'm not as excited about Cerebro. Yeah, um, no, like it's fun to yeah. try those things, but then of when course. it just doesn't work, it's just disappointing because you know sad. you know that it's. When it works, it's so good and so strong, but then yeah. it just doesn't often enough. And you know, I've got experience with that in Pokemon. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, well, yeah, I knew, like, I knew it wasn't going to be like a tier one deck or anything, but I thought it would like at least churn out some wins. I'm probably going to keep playing it. I'll probably test it a bit more, but um, yeah, it was kind of average. Cool. Um, so uh, other news in uh, like a gameplay this week, we had pretty much every week now we're getting two featured locations. Which is good. Gives us something to talk about. <laughs> I think it's one new, one yeah, one new, old. yeah, one. pretty much. Yeah, that's been the theme for like, like I guess the last month at least, if not uh, like as long as we've been playing. So this week's new location was the Triskelion. Uh, it was uh, a lot of controversy around this location. So actually, I should bring up what it says so I don't misquote uh, what it actually does. Oh no, where did I put it? Uh, I I actually like because I'll just completely say the wrong thing. It's so simple. So it's fill each player's hand. Uh, with random cards. So if you've got like three cards in your hand, the other four cards just get filled with random cards. And I mean, it's a pretty crazy RNG like location. If you get it like turn one, it's like, oh, 
I need to play cards now to draw from my deck. So you're still yeah. getting cards from your deck, but you just all of a sudden have all these random cards, which could change your strategy. Um, you know, you could get like Hella in your discard deck. Like I don't have Hella. If she throws into my hand, I just auto win. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so there was some crazy synergies and stuff, which is fun. It is lots of fun. The location. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have any issue with it. Like, like I didn't have any major issue with it, but I did see on Twitter, a lot of people annoyed, um, content creators, like just like casual players, just everyone was kind of like, I get this location and then, uh, I get all these random cards. I'm trying to play this cool new deck. I've got this new card and like every third game I get this stupid location. I can't play the deck. And I, I, I don't know. What was your thoughts on, on like, yeah, on this location? Um, I thought it was fine. Like, it didn't bother me too much. Like, I didn't play it enough. Like, when it came out, like, I played it. I didn't play the game much. So, but I did notice, yeah, you just get your hand full and then you felt like you had to play stuff just to get your deck out. Yeah. So, it wasn't like, like, it was not as annoying as, you know, there's one, like, I think it's a Weird World where you just get a whole new deck. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like that annoying where you just can't play with the deck you've got. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you'd get a card that you think, oh, this is really good and just works with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this would be good with a uh, hand size deck, just because you, your hands instantly filled. Good point. But also, if you don't already have Dino in hand, it just limits the amount of cards you're trying to draw. And then, because also you're playing like you know Sentinel and you know other cards that get cards back into your hand, so then you just your hands always full. You can't draw more to yeah. get what you need. So I think I guess it could work, but I think generally you can get around the not drawing cards. Like as long as you're playing something that doesn't add cards to your hand. Yeah. I think I think yeah, I think probably the only like not the only deck, but it did really I guess it really buffed like a hand sized deck. Um yeah. essentially, which is fine. Uh but yeah, it was I don't know, I think it was just a bit it's it's RNG and of course card games have RNG, but Marvel Snap has a can have a lot of RNG. Yeah. Uh what cards you draw, the locations can be wacky. You can end up like you said, the weird world location, you just replace your deck with random cards. Like there's not there's like I can't really think of a trading card game with that much crazy like nah. abilities. Like Hearthstone can have has abilities where you pick like from a random few cards, but it's not to the extent where your entire deck becomes random. Um yeah. so it's yeah, I think people that are coming from like traditional trading card games or other digital card games, they don't like too much RNG because then the game can become very like who got the better cards? Um, and yeah, literally. I, I think no, you, I can see that. You find a lot of like uh, people like like that play chess and things like that. They enjoy these sort of like strategy card games. Um, I find like a lot of like Hearthstone players love chess, you know. And so I guess a game like that where it is entirely skill based, like zero chance in chess, having that much RNG can really put people off. Um, yeah, I yeah. saw some people like really really mad about it, and I don't share that same thing, but I. Guess I can understand it. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you kind of. Yeah, I get where they're coming from, but also I think the fact that the games are so short, it's not that big of a deal. Like you play for two minutes, you think, "Oh, this is shit," and then yeah. you either retreat or just play it out. Because sometimes the RNG is in your favor. Of course, that's, so, that's. I guess that's. It's exactly that point. It's, that's the it's, point of RNG. You. It's not going to be. You. You get the worst cards. They get the best cards every time. I think. Yeah. The main yeah. argument was I don't get to play the cool deck that I've made. Um, and I guess for content creators, it can be annoying because if you want to make content for a specific deck and you get the Triskelion come up every time, um, I yeah. actually, I saw an argument. Uh, so someone said it shouldn't be more than eight hours, the featured location. And I kind of explained, well, 
for people that live like in Australia, if it's like yeah. in the US, we literally won't play it. So I said minimum has to be 24 hours. Um, and they made a point of like, they should just make it like a separate game mode, which I think would... I we, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, which I think a lot of people would agree with. I think right now in beta... That it would just split up. There'd just be more bots because there'd be no. That's yeah, literally. Yes. I feel the player base is too small to sure. start separating it. You yes. know, for every new game mode you have, that's less players in your like ranked game mode or your main game yeah. mode. But I do hope that in the future, like I think of like Valorant for instance, when there's a new map, which obviously isn't very frequent, but when there is a new map, they have like a playlist where you just play that map. Yeah, but it's not in unranked the ranked. Well. Yeah, it's unranked. Yeah. It's not so you can learn the map but it's not going to, I guess, diminish your main experience of the game. Yeah. Uh, so maybe something like that where they can just do like, oh, every single game you get this location so you can practice and then when it goes into the ranked rotation, yeah. you know what to do. Yeah. I think that but could also, work. I feel like it's that's a bit different comparing like a Valorant map because sure. this is literally just one location out of two, out of three. Yeah. It's not the same. And Obviously, it's not the same level as... Sure. Valorant is completely different, but it's not forty-five get, minutes of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's not forty-five minutes of your life to end in disappointment. It's only <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, in this instance, but yeah, you know, I feel like, yeah, I guess it'd be good to just have a maybe just have a mode that says, oh, this location will like the, exactly how they have it now. This will feature more frequently. Yes, and then just have the normal, but. Then also, yeah, it does split the split the base a bit. I think when the game is more popular and um, it comes out of beta, then it'll be fine. I think then it'll be like yeah. they could do something like that. We'll see. We'll see what happens anyway. Um, and then the other featured location we had was Titan, uh, which is um, I'll just bring it up because I'm gonna misquote it again. Uh, so it is six cost cards cost one less. So uh, we discussed this in the pre-show. But straight away, I like we already know why this location was featured. You play Nick Fury on turn. Uh, oh wait, hang on. This this is not what I discussed. I said that you this was so the cards. That, sorry, sorry. Yeah, if you get Nick Fury out early, and your six cost cards cost one less, you can play one on turn five, play one on turn six, which is what we were saying. So like, if there's like a um, you just need like Elysium or something. Yeah, like you literally. Oh well, not even that. You could have like um. Uh, what did I, like Jubilee can get it out, Wave can get it out. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I guess this location made Nick Fury like more playable. Yeah. I I, I spoke about this with you the other day um, about Iceman um, getting a card to seven cost. Oh, yeah, yeah. We will discuss that. Um, We'll we'll go through Nick Fury and then we'll we'll go go through, through, yeah, we'll go through your your, uh, question that we didn't, I didn't want to discuss it like too much. I thought we could do it on the on the podcast, so I could like, yeah. I, I like to like. I, of course, we like to plan, but I like to also have like a, I guess a not pre-planned discussion too, um, which most of it is, I guess, to be fair. So six cost cards, one less. You can play wave. Wait, waves turn three. Play Nick Fury, and you get two chances to play five costs, uh, six cost cards. I guess it helped other decks too. Of course, like I had some scenarios today where. I had the location where it pulls a on turn five. It plays a card from your hand. No, no, sorry, sorry. I had Titan. I was able to play, um, uh, uh, Big Boy Apocalypse on turn five, and then I was able to play Chavez on turn six, which was like kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's hit and miss, I guess. 
Um, yeah, I feel like it's, this is one of the ones that just doesn't really make too much of difference. If you're fortunate enough to have two six-cost cards that you can play both, yeah. it just advantages you. If you don't, then yeah. you're disadvantaged. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the scenario you had with this location because it was quite interesting. Um, yeah, walk us through it. Okay, so pretty much what happened was Titan made all my six-cost cards five. five so I had yep. Peter I have in hand now that I think about it. I think it was... Um, Destroyer, actually. So Destroyer yep. becomes five cost. Then the opponent plays Iceman. So five cost puts him plays Iceman, which makes it six. Six cost. Yes. And then, so with Iceman, uh, if you're familiar with it, um, I'll bring you it can't, up, but yes. it says you can't go, Iceman can't, it affects all cards except for so, so, so yes, yeah, so it, it, it adds, it, 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 I'll bring it up, but it increases. I know what it does, but I don't know the exact term. It increases, like, it gives a random card. Yeah, I've just got it up. We can just read exactly what it says. Give a random card in your opponent's head plus one cost, but in brackets, yeah. it's a maximum of six. So it can't go yeah. to seven. So, because it, so this is how I understand how the game works in this scenario. So, Iceman ability reveals, and then so it goes, okay, which card has less. Th- then six. So I found the random card was well. No, so uh, so it doesn't. It doesn't actually find a card that's less than six. If it finds a six cost card, it doesn't go. Oh, it doesn't go to. Seven. Oh, but actually, sorry. Yeah, your question's actually interesting because does it, if there is a another option that's not a six cost, does it choose the other option? I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. I think I think it must. I think it must ignore it. I'm trying to think. Like I, it, I Iceman's always gone off. Yeah, I don't every time it's happened. I don't think there. it's ever hit a six cost card in my hand. So. Because it can't, so I think it just ignores them. Possibly, yeah, so, you might be right. You're probably anyway, right. That makes sense. Destroyer had five, um, five cost yes. at the time, so then it went to six. Yep. But then, um, the opponent played Scarlet Witch on Titan. Yep. And turned it to another location, so six cards, six cost cards don't cost one less anymore. So it went up to seven. Ooh. So I just thought it was interesting how the debuff was applied, but then the rule for the debuff just didn't apply anymore because it yeah. already was applied. I think that's the logic that the game uses. So, is yeah. At the time of the debuff, it was a five cost card. Yes. But now... Buff. It's more a buff if it was a five cost. Oh, no, you're saying Iceman's debuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah Iceman's the... the Nerf, um, I guess. The debuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then because now yeah. it's still considered it's one cost less. It's just, it was just a weird, but so, I think so- the logic... Makes sense. So to yeah, me. The, the, yes, I I get what you're saying now. So the it does the on review. It goes to six cost. Then the location changes, so the rule doesn't apply anymore, and it goes to seven yep. cost. I think that is the intended way for it to work. And my reasoning for that yep. is the location. There's a location that makes a random card in your hand cost one more, and that doesn't have that maximum of six restriction. Yep. So that has made my apocalypse cost seven. And if yeah. I didn't get a Dracula out, I like just literally couldn't play the card. So I think, yeah, I guess Iceman, they've tried to make Iceman quite balanced in that it's a one-cost card. If it made a card unplayable in your hand, that'd for, be, too, that'd um, be broken as. They'd have to make that like a four or five-cost card Because at least. literally, yeah, if, you, if I know you're playing Apocalypse, yeah. like you, you've got this like 24-power Apocalypse and I have Iceman yeah. that can make that a yeah. uh, seven-cost card and you just can't play it. Yeah. You know, everyone would be playing it because it'd be so much more powerful. So this makes yes. sense. Yeah, for sure. So I think that is the yeah, because it's it's very interesting because the game's in beta and we see on Reddit and Twitter like all these 
supposed bugs. And then uh, I see on like Twitter a lot, like Ben Brode will like actually confirm that they're bugs. So it's kind of yeah. hard to tell sometimes because we don't, I guess there's not a rule book. Like it's not yeah. like a traditional card game where you can get like, I know Magic the Gathering have like this massive document of like intricate rules. Like, of course you've got like your play guide, which teaches you all the rules of the game. But then there's like, I guess like a judge's book that can give you the intricacies of like interactions and turns. We don't have yeah. that for this game. No. So I guess everything is how we interpret. Like, and we've had arguments with our friends on how things should work. Like we had, we spoke on the podcast a few weeks ago about Swarm going down to a zero cost. How yeah. come you can't play it at the location where you can't play one, two, and three costs? It's not a one, it's not a two, it's not a three. It's yeah. now a zero, but it, it the game's logic is based on its original cost. Yeah. And I guess there's, I think, yeah, yeah, there's going to be... I think it's just the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just going to be arguments about it until we get until you are given like an official, I guess, uh, confirmation of how it is supposed to work, which we have been getting, um, which has been good. Yeah, and I feel like you can't really, like, you can make arguments for and against how this should work. I feel because you could also say, well, it shouldn't make once it goes back to a six cost, it sh- the buff, the debuff shouldn't apply, and then just get cancels out, so it's always a six cost. But also, I think the logic sound that. At the time that it was Iceman was played, your card was five. It cost. was it was the card was five cost. It was yes. valid, but then we look at it from the other perspective where yeah. Swarm, yeah, the location took it fundamentally as it was still a three cost card and not a zero cost. So it's, it's like it's such a good if, point. It seems like different rules apply to locations. I feel yeah. So I feel just the way it's coded, it's not a hard and fast. This card will always be a three cost, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So like it's yeah, it's like you just always everything is just applied in different scenarios. And I don't know if that's the intention or they just there's so much going on that they just haven't had time to think about it. So and- I, I think I've seen it confirmed that the way Swarm works is intended with that location. I'm trying to remember what the location's yeah. called. But it's it it would make more sense logically. You just whatever the cost of the card is, that is what the game sees yeah. the card as. Like in this case, that's what it's done. It's seen it as a currently yeah. it costs five, it goes to six, and then it, the 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 um the buff to it's the, the 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 discount on the cost disappears, so it goes to seven. But then yeah, with swarm, it's like well no this this used to be a two cost card, and that's what we're gonna yeah. see it as. So yeah, I think I think it is how they intend it to work. But I can see where the confusion arises, yeah. especially if you're not coming from like a trading card game. You just straight yeah. up be like, well this the game's broken, it doesn't work. Yeah. I yeah. definitely feel like um, locations treat cards differently than other cards do. Yeah, which which I think, which I think yeah, I think we've come to that uh, conclusion for sure. Sorry. Well, we've got some big Marvel Snap news. If you're like in the Marvel Snap community and like uh, you've probably already heard this news, but it is really big news for I guess um, people that are new people that want to play Marvel Snap and are coming to the game. Of course, that news is that the game is going. Full launch, out of beta. I've been, I've been referring to everything throughout the cast as when it's out of beta. But we know that it is going uh, worldwide launch on the 18th of October. So that is just over a month away uh, from the date of this podcast, which is really exciting. We haven't really gotten any other news other than um, it is going full worldwide launch, out of beta. I'm assuming there'll be some big patches before that to get it ready because there's still like some uh, a few things not working perfectly with the game. Uh, it's very, very interesting what's going to happen when it goes worldwide launch, but I'm excited, excited for more people to play. Are you excited, Tom? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. excited, excited that we're getting, uh, I guess, new players into the game. Uh, the player base will widen. Uh, more people, I guess, absorbing content as well, which I guess is great for the podcast. Um, there will be because I, I feel like right now our audience is, uh, I think any audience for any Marvel Snap content creators is quite small in comparison to other games. Um, especially like you get you get other games in beta that are super popular because I guess they're like worldwide betas, whereas this is a very select few countries and people that signed up for the beta. So way less people, I guess. Um, yeah, and it's hard to get excited and watch videos on stuff you just can't play. For sure. Because like, you're just not going to be interested in watching other people do stuff and you're like, well, I could be playing that, but I just physically can't get it. I've had people like, you know, that um, have like watched YouTube videos and been like, oh, this game's really cool. And then the podcast doesn't, nothing makes sense to them because they can't yeah. actually physically go into the game and like check this stuff out. Like it just makes sense. Like if I'm listening to a podcast about a sport, and I can't physically watch the sport, then well, what am I going to listen to it for? So um, very excited for that. I mean, it's good for the podcast, but it's just great for the Marvel Snap community in general. Um, even on like Twitter and stuff, I'm like interacting with a lot of like Marvel Snap content creators. There's just not a large number of us yet. So it'll be good. Like it'll be good to have fresh, you know, fresh content creators as well coming to the game um, and, you know, fresh people absorbing Marvel Snap playing the game. Uh, and it means we get to verse more people. Uh, that's always a good thing. More players to play against. Uh, so, Tom, my question today is what do you think we will get with the full release that we don't have right now on day one, October 18th? Uh, day one. Um, I would like – this is more of like uh, – do we want to do a wish list or do we want to do what I genuinely think will actually come? Do both. Do your wish list and then what you think we'll get okay, day one. So, wish list, I think <laughs> – Wish list would be a new way to unlock cards. Yeah. Maybe not a new way to unlock cards. Maybe an easier way to get cards you want, like we've spoken about. You know, maybe you can pick a few cards you want, yeah. or you can have like a wish list of cards where there's like a increased chance of getting them. You know, something to get be able to be in control of what you're unlocking and when you unlock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I'd like. I think For sure. probably just like a separate competitive and casual game mode. Yep. I think that's probably a bit um oh, but then I feel like also the snapping just needs is like the key of point. So like we've, we've talked about this, this like is the if thing. you're not snapping for cubes, what's the point of playing? But I guess you can just make a mode just to mess around with decks, like you don't really need the snapping mechanic. Yeah. Um, I think if yeah. you know because everyone going into it will know that this is just, you know, uh just a casual game. So you can just play random decks, you can play new cards, you know, try stuff out, which I think will probably be worth it. I do think we will get that in the full release. I think that just makes sense logically because I feel like almost every game has a casual and a competitive it, it, playlist. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting one that you say, like you think we'd, you, you're saying we'd definitely get it, but I feel like without the the, the cube mechanic, which is essentially, we as we discussed last week, like a gambling mechanic, um, obviously not with money, but in the game you're like doubling down on if you're going to win or not to rank up and, and lose rank points. I feel like with a with a casual mode, what do you, if you just remove the snapping mechanic, that's like the core part other than the cards, that is the core mechanic in the game. Yeah. So it is it's just an it's really interesting the title. one. It's a, the game is called Marvel Snap. So yeah. it's just the one uh it's a very interesting one. I think my theory is and I've kind of thought like realized this over the last week or two, I was like junking the game to try and rank up and hit infinite rank. And then when I did it, I felt like, I, why did I why did I grind so hard for this? 
right now in beta, it doesn't feel like hitting infinite is like this big, like, oh, look at me. I hit infinite. I'm so good at the game. It was more just like, I, I've been playing the same deck and not really having fun to try and like get this like imaginary, like, I guess, status. Like, yeah. whereas now I'm just playing fun decks and I'm still like ranking up, but I'm not just like, like, uh, like I would lose games. I'd like lose eight cubes and be like, stuff this game. This game sucks. But I like, in the end, like it's all learning experience. I gotta just tell myself, you know, the games I lose, I just try and you know, I learn and me- don't make that mistake again. Now that I'm playing random fun decks, I'm not winning as much and I'm not ranking up as fast, but I'm having fun again. And I'm kind yeah. of like, I'm only, I started the season at seventy and I'm at like seventy six. Yeah, I'm doing my so missions, yeah. playing fun games. I've gone up like six levels, but in the scheme of things, we've still got like three weeks, like towards the end of the season. If I like, I. To be honest, now that they've got the cool card back, the level, the infinite rank card back, you get this cool shiny Hydra card back. Now I feel incentivized to actually get there. Yeah, um, I feel like it was a bit, um, I don't know, a bit weird that they, oh, not weird. Like, I feel like they probably shouldn't have taken that out of the season pass because I feel like not everyone's going to hit infinite to get mm, them. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if they do another thing taking out, like another cosmetic taken out of the season pass. He, he, hear me out here. And this is what Hearthstone did. They had exclusive card backs that you could only get. Not not hitting infinite, actually, to be fair. Like, not hitting max rank. But you had to play, like, five games every season to get the special card back. Um, and then later on in Hearthstone's life, you could just start buying the card backs for a couple of dollars each. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, it was like, I can just... Like, if I didn't play these seasons, I can just buy them now. So, they could always introduce them as cosmetics. Yeah. I'm not trying to give them ideas uh, to monetize more stuff. But it it is one of those things that I guess, like they haven't actually said that these are exclusive rewards. Like you hit yeah. infinite, you get this. I'm sure down the track, they could re-release these skins. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. Bring the, like maybe you, like you get it in another season pass or you get it in a collector's case or something. I would rather yeah. get a card back in a case than boosters. Oh, boosters need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a card back over boosters. My quick booster story here, opened a collector's case today. Really excited. 40 boosters. Oh, so happy. Like, I like feel like boost- boosters when I first started playing were like gold. I'm like, oh yes, I love boosters because I can't unlock any cards. Boosters. Now I've got like I've got about thirty cards ready to unlock. I just don't have enough credits for them. Dude, like my- it's the complete opposite problem. My Chavez is like my Chavez was like at like is at like four hundred boosters, <laughs> and I, I, I keep upgrading other cards, and then I go like, man, I, sh- I got all these Chavez. Oh, I just need like a Chavez like um variant now to actually use all these boosters. Mm. Yeah, it's uh that's just another that's another entire another discussion. But I guess um I guess that is a discussion for a full release. Do you think boosters are going anywhere? Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately no. Because they gotta overhaul the whole system. Yeah, it's and a I lot of work. Probably a lot yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. But cool. the time to do it would be the worldwide release and the official release. <laughs> that's um, true. but I'm not hopeful for that. So, so follow on from that. Any changes to monetization with full release? Do you think maybe variants um, will be cheaper or any any changes? I don't think they'll be cheaper. I think there might be, like you said, maybe cardbacks I might introduce. Maybe avatars. They could even introduce some because they've got just really basic avatars. Maybe they'll do you know oh, old so avatars. What? Yeah, animated um, ones. What about like voiceovers? Voiceovers for the like when the game starts. Yeah, your I character guess so. says I, something. That'd be yeah, like yeah, no, no I do what yeah. you mean. We you know what you're saying. Well, like so, yeah, when you emote, realistically, imagine, there's so much stuff. Yeah, imagine, w- imagine when you emote, like you get different, different, uh, like Hearthstone do something similar where you get so like you've currently got hello and like like you know in Rocket League, like Rocket League, you play a lot. You can yep. change the things you, you say. Save. Um, 
you can <laughs> what a save. Uh, same thing in Hearthstone. You can change like the, when you change your character, it changes the voice of your emotes. So you could have like yeah. uh, I guess like Marvel characters voiceover. That would be pretty cool, yeah. It is. I guess it's probably a lot more work like for the dev team having to record people and things like that. But uh, I guess they could also do things like that. But I, I, in my opinion, none of this is going to come with the full release. I reckon this is like year, two years, yeah. three years down the track. Because I think at this point they got to just focus on getting the, get the, the gameplay. Get the game out. Hundred percent. Good game modes, things like that. Um. So yeah, new game modes. Do you think there'll be any like? So you've already said you think there might uh, possibly like some casual, maybe private matches as well. Yeah, that's a big one. I feel like just being able to play with friends and like we've said, having some sort of tournament you want to make. Competition you want to make, yeah. Um, it's you've got to have the private match system just to be able to play someone you for know. Sure, I think we like you and I love testing decks for different trading card games, um, and like we will sit there for hours just playing the same decks against each other to figure out how you win that matchup. And I think being able to do that in Marvel Snap could be valuable. Like if yep. I want to practice my deck against, let's say a, um. I'm trying to think of a deck now. Let's say I want to practice against a like a Hella Discard deck. Now, if I play Hella Discard against Hella Discard once every week, <laughs> or then yeah. how am I ever going to learn how to win that matchup with my specific yeah. deck? So I guess yeah, definitely a way to play against friends. And and like you said, we could if we were sitting here, you know, I'm like say we're one evening after work, we would just talk to each other and be like, hey, you want to play like a card game? And we'd test yeah. for a couple of hours and. That's our evening, you know? Like, if I could do that with Marvel yeah. Snap, that'd be, like, a ton of fun, I, I reckon. And I think... I also think the Marvel Snap's probably a bit different in that regard as well because the matchups will always be different. Yeah. It's not going to be your deck versus my deck. It's going to be my your deck versus my deck plus three different locations every time. <laughs> yeah, true. So, sometimes my location will be better for me. Sometimes it'll be better for you. Sometimes it won't help any, either of us. What about, like, you can set the locations for... Like yeah, to practice. you can, but then playing it, you'll never get those three. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll never true. get those three that's locations. True. That's a terrible idea. So, I, I, I do think that. I do think if you do a private match, you should have the option of doing random locations or doing set locations you, or something like you that. You have you have said that previously, like a like a like a yeah. like a band system or like you choose one location from out of like let's say three. I choose a location and then we get a random one. Um, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting uh, interesting idea you had. Uh, okay, so play with friends. We already discussed that. It's funny. I actually, uh, a good friend of ours, I I was like on my way to work. I'm like, I'll play a quick game before I start. And I click play. And all of a sudden I see my friend's gamer tag uh, as my opponent. And I went, is that actually him? Or is like a bot stealing people's usernames now? And we played out the game. And then we both instantly like messaged each other GG. And we both snapped straight away. That's our rule. Reverse each other. You snap, play to the end. I did end up winning. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> But um, he kind of knew by like turn six that he probably wasn't going to win anyway. His Hella discarded a, uh, his Hella brought back a Hulk and a, uh, a, a Death and Hulk and played them at the same location. Oh, it was the God. worst. So I just let him win that location. I won the other two. But it, that was heaps of fun. We got to play one game of Marvel Snap against each other, and we were like talking about it for like the next twenty minutes. Like, oh, yeah. like you, this was a cool play, and like, oh, I wish we could play again. So I think being able to like verse friends and uh, I believe there was some talk early on in the beta that they were working on something like that. So full full release that would be really cool. I think like 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 we could do like a stream where we play like 1 hour and we see who gets the most cubes against each other. Yeah. Like I know people are doing like cube rush now um Marvel Snap Zone are doing like cube rush where they 
everyone plays and everyone races to get as many cubes as they can in an hour. But it's like everyone's at different ranks. Everyone's yeah, like, if I'm in infinite and you're at like rank, someone else is at rank 10, generally, like hypothetically, it should be easier for them, like of players of the same skill, it should be easier for them to get cubes. So yeah. I think it's it's a good compromise for now to have like, I guess, like a fun, like tournament sort yeah. of thing. But uh, yeah, some actual support, tournament support would be really cool. Now, a big thing with a full release, we're going to have lots of new players. Uh, how do you think it's going to affect the meta and like the game, I guess, in general and the meta? Like we're playing decks right now that we consider good or bad, but we do have a lot of bots in the game. There's, there's like no doubt yeah. there's like plenty of bots in the game. Um, do you think yeah. it will affect like how good and bad certain decks are or like what the meta even is? Um I think just more people into the game, there'll probably just be more ideas and more people making decks. Yeah. I don't think the meta will change too much because I feel like the cards are all there. So people, like, uh, realistically, a lot of people are going to make the best decks or the best type of decks. Yeah. Um, and I still feel like the randomness of it, the like the amount of people you're playing, it's hard to build a deck just to counter. Like, it's not like Pokemon where you go to an event and you know Mew's going to be predominantly played. So you know. I can build a deck just to counter that. Yeah, yeah, and, like, for sure. My bets. So I feel like it's a bit different in that regard. Um, so I think just the types of decks will just be pretty much the same. I don't think it's going to change too much, really, until they bring in new cards. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I think the people who are really into card games most likely already playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, if it's in their region, that's the thing. If it's in their region, yeah. I've, I've seen like tons so of. I definitely, yeah. yeah. I definitely think there'll be more people. Getting into it, testing. Probably change. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably be a few more random things coming out. But I think that's just, yeah, with any game, there's always going to be something, you know, old cards that just don't get played that just suddenly become in the meta because someone thought, okay, let's try it with this and it just works. Yeah, for sure. So I just think, I don't think it'll be specific for the going, becoming its own um, a full release. I think it's just going to be. Um, just the longevity of the game, the longer it goes on, the more the cards are out, the more things people are going to come up with. Because like we said, people get bored playing the same thing over and over again. So they're going to yeah. try and tinker with it and try and make it better. Yeah, for sure. So I, I semi-agree, but then I also sort of disagree. Um, I agree that like the good decks will still be good decks. Like obviously, even against bots, we know what a powerful deck looks like, like when it can put up big yeah. numbers. Uh, but I think with more real players the whole like snap mechanic will come into play more. And I feel like it will be harder to get like eight cubes as often as we are now. Like sometimes bots just do the dumbest thing and it's just a free eight cubes. Whereas yeah. if you're, if I'm playing against a real player who understands a the game, they're going to retreat at one or two cubes or even at worst case four. So there's not going to be as many games where I can get eight cubes. And then if I'm going from like, say I'm a new player and I'm starting at like rank 20 or whatever you start at 10 or whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I don't entirely remember. Even if you start at 30, that's like 70 rank floors at 10 cubes. Like, what is it? 10 cubes per rank floor. That's what? 700 cubes? That's... Is that right? I did that math right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait. <laughs> 10 cubes. 10 cubes times 10 is 100. Yeah. 700 cubes. Yeah. So, let's... Wait. Let's... <laughs> you're so unsure. Let's... No, it's 70 cubes. What? No. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've cooked it. So uh, let's assume... Yeah, you no, I've definitely cooked it. No, yeah. no, 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 I've cooked it. 700 I've cubes. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just assume you start at rank one, you've got to get to rank like 100. It's 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 like around like a 1,000 cubes, yeah. I think when you go from like rank, like let's say 79 to like 
80, you skip to 81. So I guess you yeah. skip one. So I guess it's less than a thousand cubes, but it's a damn hell of a lot of cubes. And so I guess if you, if you're only getting like a couple of cubes each game, that's a lot of games that you have to play to hit yeah. infinite. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to, the dynamic of the rank system is going to change a bit. Last thing I want is a game where I have to play like f- 500 to a thousand matches a month to actually hit the max rank. Uh, that yeah. that would feel pretty bad. So I hope um, if that is the case, that it is gets a, like way harder to hit the max rank. I'd hope that they maybe adjust it a little bit. Um, in my opinion, I feel like at least, let's say of the player base, like let's say like like um like the Americas or like Ocean or whatever, I'd say like ten thousand people at max rank. In my opinion, would be like like I guess a max rank. Like obviously, you don't want just everyone in the game can hit it. But I feel like yeah, like there's got to be a decent sized number. Like if it's yeah. if it's only like like you know oh, 500 people can hit infinite each season now, it's gonna be like well that's pretty like that's a it'd be cool if you hit it for sure. But if you're giving away a card back for everyone that hits infinite, I feel like it has to be semi attainable for someone who plays I guess like regularly. Yeah. Yeah, but I do yeah, th- no, I, I do think ranking up will be harder, and I think the decks will change a bit. I feel like there will be decks that we think are really good because they just beat bots all the time. Uh, that yep. won't be as good, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like all of a sudden the best decks are going to be terrible. I definitely agree yeah. with you in that sense. Um, cool. My next, my next note was we'll get it. We'll getting infinite be harder, and I already kind of spoke about that. Um, is it? What's your thoughts yeah. on that? You you agree? Yeah, no, I think it definitely will get harder. Yeah. Um, just because more players playing, um, more people playing, so like you said, harder to retreat. Yeah. Um, with cubes and whatnot, um, people bots aren't going to be snapping. Yeah, that's left, right. right and said, no, it's going to be people are going to be actually retreating and doing um, everything they can to not, you know, lose their cubes. So yeah, that's right. Um, will be um, will be definitely be harder. I feel. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that'll be a big change. Um, if I didn't really, I was about to say I didn't even like touch on what I think they will add. Um, I, I pretty much agree with you. Hope there's like verse friends things like that. Um, new rank modes would be cool. Even like wacky fun game modes where rank doesn't matter, but like you can just do yeah. some like crazy stuff. Even that, that would be fine. Just something if you're having a bad streak and you just want to do something else, but you still want to play Marvel Snap, I think that can be cool. Uh, yeah. So at the moment you crack the, you crack the shits and then you're like, oh man, well, I just I either keep losing or just don't play. And then That's right. I don't think they want people not to play. So I've tilted. Uh, I've only thrown my phone at something twice since the release of Marvel Snap. I haven't broken the phone yet, which is good. Um, I want to get a, I want to get a, I want to get a fold. I want to get a, a Samsung fold anyway. Um, so I'm trying to kill my iPhone, but I've only thrown it twice and I haven't broken anything. But I, I've gotten so tilted, and I tr- I try not to tilt in games. There's been games where I've lost eight cubes and then I'm just full tilt mode and I just go lose eight cubes, lose eight cubes. I just snap. like I'm like turn five, like oh, chances I win are probably like 10% and I just keep doing it because I'm trying to chase my losses. And yeah. You, exactly. Gambling. And literally <laughs> gambling cubes. But like you said, I think, yeah, uh, any any platform is trying to keep you on the platform, keep you playing the game. So I, I definitely think they need some other game modes to like help with tilt, I guess. In Hearthstone, if I'm losing at constructed, like I'll just go play Battlegrounds because I don't, I don't really care if I win or lose. I just like I yeah. have fun playing the game mode. It's like my, br- it's like the break, like from the yeah. the main game. You know what I mean? Cool. So, uh, I said uh, we on the on the, one of the really like first or second episode we discussed our favorite variants in Marvel Snap, 
And that's kind of where we left it. We didn't really talk about artwork. We haven't really spoken about artwork since, but I think artwork is like a massive part of the Marvel Snap game. Um, like when you think about it, the entire game is based off a comic book company. Of course, they do entertainment and movies and stuff now. But I mean, it started off, I guess, like with comic books being their main, uh, like main main gig, main thing. And so art is like just a huge, like art and storytelling is like the, a huge part of Marvel. So of course you want to have some cool art in a comic books like video game. And I think they've done a really good job with it. Uh, what's what's your thoughts on the artwork in the game, like specifically the cards? Yeah. I think it's um obviously really well done. Um, a lot of the cards, just even the standard cards, look really good. The variants look really cool. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion, Ooh. but I do not like the eight bit cards. You don't like the I what cards? Oh, the eight bit cards. cards. Oh, not a fan. I don't know. Ooh, I don't see them much. On in game, like I must, I don't know if they're just rare to get even in the shop. Yeah. Um, but just not not a fan. I think this the actual like. I don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into it. I'm not trying to uh, diss the workers into it. But I just feel like the the more realistic cards. I think I prefer them. Yeah. Um, the that, that, realistic art style looks probably a bit better. That's fair. So you like the like so like I'm trying to think of those. So like the sword master. There's like a really cool realistic sword master. Yeah. Variant. Okay, so you like the real realism sort of art. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's yeah. That's cool. I think. Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know the eight bit stuff. I kind of get where you're coming from because there's some really bad eight bit variants. I've seen some that I'm like looking at it. I'm like, that's just a pixelated mess. Like, no offense to the artists and everything. Like, of course, pixelated art is like eight bit art is pixel pixels. So of course, it's not super high def images or anything. That is, I guess, the theme. So it's not that it's bad art or anything. It's just if, if it's hard for me to make out what the character is, to me, it's kind of like, well, why would I want artwork that doesn't showcase what I'm playing? Yeah. Um, I, I've I've seen plenty of people that absolutely love the 8-bit cards, which is really cool. I'm glad that people, like, we all, uh, it's funny, art is subjective. <laughs> no, no one's ever going to, you're never going to get the entire, like, any group of people to all agree on one piece of artwork. So I definitely think that is a, a, fair, a fair, like, take on the 8-bits. Um, I think my favorite like group of variants. Oh, that's actually really tough. Um, I'm trying to think, like a set. What's a set that I like? Um, you know what? I don't even know. Uh, I've actually. I do know. I do. I do know. No, I lied. I do know. There's these really cool like cartoon style ones, and I actually uh, I follow the person on Twitter who actually made like actually did the artwork for them, and I'll definitely have to find them. Uh, I'll, I'll find them on Twitter. I'll make sure that uh, they get a get a shout out for the artwork. Uh, I've got this really cool like cartoon apocalypse. We'll actually bring all these up um, now that we're discussing it. We might as well uh, take a look at some of them. If you're if you're watching the podcast, you can get some uh, visuals. So, what was yours that you uh, that you're a fan of? Um, I think mine was the same that you just said. The um, is it cartoon this, apocalypse. Is it this apocalypse. Let's bring up all apocalypse. Uh, this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is I actually... I, think, I actually love this artwork. I think I like it because it looks like a kid's drawn it. Yeah, but... Uh, dude, it's like, it's a kid's idea, but then it's funny because it's apocalypse. Like, it's just such a funny contrast. Yeah. It's like a fun little drawing, but it's like... It's this, actually, yeah, big, um, this big... This big card. It's actually so cool. I will... I will um, 
I'll send you the account of the artist who does this. He's actually like a like a fairly well-known artist. I think his name's Dan. I really need to find it. I'll find it later. I don't want to like scroll through Twitter right now. Um, and he, this is like his full art style. Like this is his like jam. Yeah. And then he's been like commissioned to do a bunch of Marvel Snap artwork. Uh, and it's really cool. And uh, just um, we'll go through some more variants that we like. My thing that we were discussing uh, earlier in the pre-show was that um, I feel like when when we play trading card games, there's always a little uh, little like illustrated by, and it has the artist's name. And yeah. I feel like Marvel Snap is currently missing that. I don't know how the contract, like like you know, the commissioning works and contracts and things like that. But even like maybe like obviously not on the card. Like you don't want to like take away from the artwork and the card itself. But like when you open the card. Like in the menu, even not even in game. Let's say you're in your menu yeah. building a deck, even just like a little box in the bottom corner, like just saying who illustrated it would be really cool. I feel like um, giving credit to artists is always like always. I feel necessary, maybe not necessary, but I feel like people should always be given credit for their work. So yeah. no, hundred percent agree. Yeah, like and and in this case, especially if it's like they've literally drawn this, like there's it's not like they've. You know, there's been a bunch of people that have worked on something. It's like, this is your artwork. Um, yeah. Like, I guess there's arguments for, like, um, of course, there's arguments for, like, like, um, like free use of things and stuff. But this is, like, you've paid someone for this. I guess, I guess if you pay someone for something, oh, it gets into all, like, legal stuff. And, like, if you've paid, yeah. you know, in the contract, if it said, like, you, you pay it, it and you now own it, I guess there's an argument that they don't. Like, yeah. well, obviously, they 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 don't have to because otherwise they would be doing something illegal, which I would uh, definitely say they're definitely not. And to be honest, now that I think about it, Hearthstone is the same. Like I I don't ever remember being able to read who created a piece of artwork in game. Uh, so maybe it's just like a commonplace thing in the industry. But yeah, maybe I guess it's just physical card games that that like kind of maybe maybe that's just it. like yeah they're kind and of. I think most of them are in house as well. Uh, I feel so. like, I feel like. I don't know if that's the same situation here. I think we're just speculating, but I, I actually don't know about that about the in-house thing. I think of Pokemon, and I've seen so many different names on Pokemon cards, Magic cards. I don't actually know if that's correct. That a lot of it's in-house. I know most of this was all like a lot of Marvel Snap art was like external artists. I've seen tweets from like like art companies, individuals that are like, "Hey, I made this cool artwork for Marvel Snap." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like. That's really, really cool that like, um, you know, there's, they're, they're like, I guess getting other companies, they're outsourcing some of the work. Cause if they weren't, yeah. we would be getting the same art styles from the specific artists. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that, um, contrast with, yeah, we're um, getting different stuff. Like what's a, uh, what's another, what was it? Uh, actually, sorry, I'm a liar. I know what my favorite variant that I have is. I'm such a liar. It's not the apocalypse. It's this. Oh, nah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It is so cool. I unlocked it and I'm like straight in my discard deck. Yeah, that's that's some nice artwork. I actually don't know who uh, created this, but it's uh, whoever it is, it's damn good. Uh, yeah, I love that like evil vampire, like, 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 uh, it's pretty sick. <laughs> the like dark red eyes, like comparing that to the like real cartoony, like this is the I still like that cartoony one. base. Oh, one. It's definitely cool. But, like, when you said the whole realism thing, like, that's just, yeah. like, straight up, like, it's not, like, full super realism, but it's, like, you compare it to things like this, which are obviously, like, you know, comic book inspired, yeah. etc. Um, Definitely some cool artwork there. Uh, trying to think, is there any other... Uh, I think you said... Um, 
I was trying to I had think. a cool Angela one. Yeah, you had a cool Angela one. That was like a little cartoon as well. Yes, I actually have that Angela as well. This one, yeah? That one, yeah. Yeah, that yeah one, I yeah. actually have this Angela as well. It is very cool. I don't um, know what that reminds me of. It reminds me of something. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, it's very like, uh, yeah. Very like a PlayStation 2 game. It reminds <laughs> me of. PlayStation 2 game. What like a random. Like the cover of a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah, but th- I think that's, um, yeah, that's some really, that's some cool art as well there with Angela. Yeah, here's an 8-bit. What? <laughs> if you took away the word Angela, I would struggle to tell you what that is. Oh, actually, I guess this stuff. I feel like these are probably makes... one of the more detailed ones. Yeah, to be honest. I was about to say, maybe, <laughs> I don't maybe. think this is a good example of the this 8-bit. Looks, but... This looks like super inappropriate. <laughs> like with the, the, the contrast between the yellow and the, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, we'll leave that discussion as a different discussion again. Uh, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it there for looking at art. There's actually, we, we maybe we should do an episode where we just like do... Like maybe we do like if we, if we ever have like a slow news week, we'll just do like a full episode of just like artwork. Um, yeah. So on that, let's uh, like let's go take go away from the variants and uh, like the variant artwork. What about just the overall design of Marvel Snap? Like menus, buttons, like videos, audio. Um, I think the audio is pretty good. Yeah, you like yeah um, you like the like snap. The- yeah, I like that guy. Like I think I said it in one of the early podcasts. It reminds me of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I like the the game UI is pretty good. I feel like the menu is just very convoluted. Okay, yep. I think there's just so much going on. But I think with like any mobile game with a sh- a lot of currency, yeah, 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 you're just kind of you just get used to it, and you know, okay, there's like three different types of currency. There's boosters. There's uh, credits, there's gold. Yeah. So you kind of like realize, slowly realize what everything's for. So it's not too bad at the moment. Like yep. once you get used to it. But I, I do think, yeah, there's the main UI is probably not the greatest that I've seen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I do really like just you know in general the way the game plays. Um, it runs pretty smooth on my phone. I think I upped it to 60 FPS, so it just looks it runs pretty. Um, oh yeah, yeah, sick. That's cool. Pretty. Pretty smoothly, so I is think that, it'll be even better on PC. Is that in the menu? You can like bump yeah. up a frame rate Pretty to like sure sixty. Menu, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I did I don't that know as if well. It's on, it's on Android. I don't know if it's on iPhone. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not, assuming it would be. Maybe I'll, I'll check that. I'll actually check that. That's uh, um. So just yeah, if you're used to playing, you know, PC games, you want smoother frame rate as uh, possible. But obviously, in a game like this, it doesn't matter too much. But it just yeah, looks yeah. A bit nicer. Mine just has uh like low quality, medium quality, high quality. Uh, oh no, no. There's auto thirty or sixty. Yeah. So yeah, I think auto would have done sixty, but I'll put sixty anyway. I don't even think I looked at that. That's uh, it's good to know, I guess. Yeah, if you've got no, an older phone, sure. older pretty device, sure I just, I've just put on sixty, and I think I did notice a difference. So now, I remember, so now on PC, all we need is like three hundred FPS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, surely you'd be able to hit that. Three hundred um, FPS, like yeah, no, super smooth every, uh, Marvel Snap. Yeah. Now the whole game looks looks great. I think I think they've done a good job. Yeah. Cool. Overall. Yeah, I think I think the layout for like mobile is fine. Um. I actually find it like just from playing other mobile games that are like way more convoluted with currencies and things like that. I think for the first like few days it's confusing, and then after that everything like yeah. everything just I know where everything is. I know where like I like that they have like a little news button. I don't click it that yeah. often, but I think for people who don't like if they're playing the game casually, they're not like trying to keep up with the meta and trying to keep yeah. up with all the latest news. Just being able to click that and read patch notes and stuff, I think, is pretty sick. Uh there's other like a lot of other games that don't like don't have that. They just expect you to like go to their website and find the patch notes. So uh, I do like that um, for sure in the la- in the UI. 
Cool. Well, guys, that's pretty much all the uh, main topics we have for this episode. But we are, of course, playing everybody's favorite game, Snapu. Uh, it's our uh, weekly quiz where we uh, try and guess a Marvel Snap card. I'll go through the rules quickly. So one of us will say a um, uh, the the ability of a Marvel Snap card. And the other person has to guess the cost, the power, and the name of the card. They get one point for each uh, for a maximum of three points. Tom and I are both currently tied at five points each, so we're in a we're a deadlock right now. Uh, t- this week, I'm going to be ask I'm going to be picking the ability, and Tom's going to be trying to guess the card. Uh, now, I actually had a card in mind, but I actually realized we spoke about it fairly heavily <laughs> during the episode. Um, I won't tell last, you. Uh, Surely it wasn't. Last no, it wasn't. But I've realized that if I tell you this ability, you are actually going to guess it like instantly. <laughs> Can we do it? Just like off the like off All the right. record doesn't count. Off the count. record, I will do it. Um, <laughs> ongoing. Actually, let me let me read it properly. So it's going to be embarrassing now that I don't get it. If I don't get it, uh, you, you, you uh, look. If you get all three of these, I will give you one bonus point. All right. Okay. You get a bonus point today for this one. So guys, this is the pre-Snapu uh, question. So it's abilities ongoing. Your highest power cards get plus two power. Oh, Cerebro. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I think it's... <laughs> I know it's zero power because you said that. I did. Um, <laughs> is it a four cost? Uh-oh. You don't no. get the bonus point, unfortunately. It is a three cost. I think uh, I mentioned I should... that briefly. Oh, whoa. Hang on. I've got to show you this Cerebro artwork. We were just like full trashing pixel artwork. This... Oh, wrong, wrong button. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that looks actually like really cool. Have you played um Portal? Is that Portal? I was about to say it's Portal, isn't it? I actually haven't played Portal. Uh, it doesn't actually look like Glados. It is... looks kind of like a robot. But that's... <laughs> that's definitely. I definitely need to play Portal. I kind of I cop a lot of shtick for not uh not of playing Portal one or two. You cool. definitely should play that. Yeah, I play definitely that on stream. That's a great stream game. Yeah, I you... um yeah definitely uh because <laughs> everyone will laugh. Every... It'll be obvious to everyone but you what yeah, you need to do. I'm actually uh yeah if you've ever been to one of my uh <laughs> one of the old Shadow DTV streams uh that was pretty much the consensus for any game involving puzzles. <laughs> I like I literally can only see what's directly in front of me, and uh, yeah terrible at puzzle games but I play them because it's really funny to watch. It's actually I've watched back me doing a puzzle and I will see it and be like, yeah. how did this take me an hour to figure yeah. out? <laughs> yeah, literally. That's literally portal. So yeah, definitely that's going to be, that. that's going to be so funny. All right. I'm going to quickly try and find a, Ooh, I've got it. We're ready. I actually, ah, all right. You ready? No, but sure. Ah, uh, this feels a bit mean. All right. If we think, yeah, this... I'm definitely not getting this. Okay. This I can just tell in your eyes. Card ability. A deal is a deal. A deal is a deal. Does that give anything away about the card? <sighs> a deal is a deal. So, like, if that's the ability, obviously the card is, like, it's not an ongoing ability. It's not an on-reveal ability. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a... It's a card without an ability, I guess. Yes. Give him a little a bit deal. of a hint there. A deal is a deal. Is this allowed? Are we allowed to do this? I, I don't know. We uh, never really said anything about like 
I guess it's technically its ability. Like it's written where the ability would yeah, be. Yeah, it's just the flavor text, but that's yeah, no ability. A deal is a deal. And I've read this. It's Ooh. a pool card, I'm sure. It's a pool what? Card? One card. Uh, nope. Pool one. Incorrect. Pool two. Incorrect. Pool three. I'm helping him a little bit here because I've realised this is actually quite difficult. Okay, if it's pool three, then I probably don't know, but I sound so familiar. I I can confirm. You, like, I can't see a way that you haven't seen this card. Oh, do Deal I give you another deal. hint? I'll give you another hint. It is played in Destroyer decks. I don't know if you have it, but this is definitely played in Destroyer decks. No, I don't have it. Because <laughs> my Destroyer deck only has a Destroyer as a pull three card. Mm. So, a deal is a deal. Are we are we saying this. that this is allowed, or am I like just cheating here? Yeah, no, we can say it's allowed. Like, right, I'm right. going to see why not. Because if you do it to me, I'm fine as, with it. It's the same as reading a an ability. an ability. Yeah, that's right. I agree. But I just can I have another hint? Is that allowed? Can I like get Doctor Point? All right, th- that's a, fine. You can get Doctor Point. All right, yes, because it is a bit of a difficult one. All right, okay, so this is now for two points. Um, e- you still have to guess everything right though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's a pretty big hint. This this is not the card that you play. Not the card that you play. So you don't you don't have this in hand and you play it. So essentially, a card will create this for you. Oh, people! Anyone that plays Destroyer decks are just going to be like screaming right now. Wait, so it's a card that you don't play. So 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 you don't. You don't like draw this card. You draw a different card, and when you play that card, oh, it's the demon. <laughs> uh, it's the demon I can't tell it? you. Yeah, but what? It, what's its? Uh, what's the its demon, stats? One cost six power. Ah, uh, very very good. I knew. <laughs> I knew. I saw this card. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so that was. Like a spawn, like that was like a token card. It yeah, wasn't actually a card. That's why I was like, this is really gonna throw you because it's got like no ability and yes. it also gets spawned by the hood. I've, uh, people in chat were actually like yelling the answer. <laughs> people, I don't know. I've got to chat on my phone, but I actually it. wasn't watching. Uh, that's funny. So, did you, did you, <sighs> so you know that like you've seen the hood played in Destroyer yeah. decks? Yeah, yeah. When, when I said that, I'm like, maybe I've just got the hood. away. That's you, the thing. Do you actually play that's the hood? How, that, no, I don't play it, but I've oh. got it in my like I've unlocked it, so oh. I I know reading. That's why I knew a deal is a deal. Like I've seen it, I've yeah. read it. That's great. That's great. That's okay. Actually, that's I'll take, so good. I'll take my two. You'll um, get your two points. I'm giving you the two points because you, you um, knocked you knocked all I'm the. I'm satisfied with that. I think I think that's fair. I th- I thought I'd give you a few hints there because it was actually quite a difficult one. Uh, chat. Some people in chat were like trying to figure it out as well, and uh, hopefully at home, let us know if you got it. Uh, if you if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment. <laughs> <laughs> Chat's just like what a cheater chooses the token. Yeah, no, it was a little bit unfair. But two points. That's uh, I think that's very, very. Uh, I'm okay, actually, so now are we are we allowing tokens now? Is that I think that's got to be in the rules. I think that's fine. We should allow tokens. I think that's fine. If someone plays a card and the token's there, uh, you should click it and read that flavor text. <laughs> well, I can't go for a token next week because that's too obvious. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to study all the tokens. <laughs> I literally have never studied for this game, but now I'm just all week. I'm going to be like just memorizing all the token cards and like non-abilities like 
Oh, that's great. Well, so Tom, that puts you to seven points. I am on five, but uh, I guess you will be asking me next week. Although we do have... Take the lead. Yeah, take the lead, maybe. We do have some uh, big news. Uh, I think we kind of hinted at it last week that our good friend Justin, who's been a guest on the podcast, will be joining us uh, more frequently. So uh, essentially, he's going to join us every week. So there'll be the three of us um, chatting on the podcast. It kind of works out in the sense that you guys are both fairly busy. So if there's a week that you can't make it due to like... You know, you guys both play sport and do a lot of other things. So, uh, playing other games, other things like that. So, if you don't have time, uh, like if there's, oh, you know, well, everyone's got life stuff. So, it'll be great that we can, like, essentially always have at least two of us. And then we can get guests on and stuff as well, which will be really fun. So, uh, Justin was meant to be with us today, but he was feeling quite, uh, he was feeling quite ill. And he was, um, like, kind of just betting on him getting over it before the podcast. But he was feeling really, really bad before it. So, uh, get well, Justin. Well, hopefully we'll have you on next week. Guys, that's pretty much wraps it up for the uh for the episode. Uh thanks so much for tuning in for those of you those of you tuning in live. We've got actually like we've got some good viewer numbers today. I'm actually really impressed being the uh, second week that we're live. So thanks so much for watching uh for joining us live, guys. Um and for those of you that are listening watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, um like I've, I say pretty much every week, I'm a big podcast guy. Um it's great when you're at work, you're on the bus, you're on the train, you know, uh, you're driving. Podcasts are always good. You know, get that knowledge in your brain. Um, so thanks for those. Thanks for those of you that are. The podcast numbers have been really good this week. I've been really, really thankful. People like letting me know on Twitter and stuff that uh, they're really enjoying it. So thanks so much, guys, because we wouldn't have a podcast without you. Uh, don't forget if you want to leave a review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, you can do a written review. We uh, will read out any five star reviews on the on the live stream on the podcast. So definitely go and leave a review. If you don't think we deserve the five stars, though, you know, don't feel you have to give five stars. We love, you know, we 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 want any constructive feedback. You know, um, it's the only way to get better at doing things. You know, we're not perfect. Uh, guys, official Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod. Uh, go and follow there. We've had a bunch of people follow this week as well. Thank you so much. Uh, just dropping like some news about the podcast, some uh, Marvel Snap stuff, things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube again, thank you. Um, thanks for the subs and uh, all the comments and stuff. Um, some people really like to like watch podcasts, and I mean we're streaming it live, so you know you can get all those visuals, see all the cards we're looking at, the decks, things like that. So definitely appreciate that as well. Tom, uh, that, I guess that's it for us. Any last words? Nothing oh, for me. Damn it, you had last words last week, it's but not, no. It's not Justin's birthday anymore. So <laughs> no no last words this week. Guys, it's actually it's good though, because when you do have something to say, it's like it's like a big event for us. It's important, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's gonna be very important. Cool, guys. Thanks, thanks for those that joined us uh, live. Appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. Guys, we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace out.